Welcome to Iconic Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. My name is Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. And my name is Nikki Hoffman, a physician assistant turned real estate agent on the Icon team. Mark and I are excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you, and we want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. Absolutely. If you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place, and yeah. here we are with another episode, another mm-hmm. another really cool conversation that we're going to get into with a local business owner. Yeah. And he is somebody that I've known for years now. Mm-hmm. He um, is the coach of cross-country at Hanley High School. Mm-hmm. And he's also the owner of the store Runner's Retreat. Yeah. His name is Mark Stickley. And I've gotten to know him a lot better over the last couple of years because my son goes to Hanley Uh and he is a runner. Okay. And it saddens my heart because, you know, last week we we chatted with John I, you Mm -hmm. know, and how he's a soccer guy. Yeah. Well, I'm a soccer guy too. Right. And I'm not a runner. Right. I don't like to run. Yeah. I don't know about you. I'm the same. I mean, I can work out. Mm-hmm. I can play sports. Sure. But just to go run for miles at a time? No. I'm not a fan. Yeah. My son chooses to run and is coached by Mark Stickley. So and you're... it shocks me. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. it Does doesn't... he do soccer too? He he gave up soccer. Oh. So a little part oh. of me died <laughs> when he gave up soccer yeah and then chose high school sports of cross country indoor track and outdoor track yeah so it is a full thing i've gone through phases where i loved running and then and then i just i think i just ran it i ran it ran myself into the ground and now i'm like running now i run when i really feel like i've been cooped up for a long extended period of time especially for a couple days in a row if i haven't gotten a chance to get out i have a dog and she's a little crazy Mm -hmm. and so i'll just run around my block a couple times Mm -hmm. and after doing that it might be you know a mile mile and a half i'm like i'm good i'm done yeah i'm exhausted i can't imagine running like longer distances where it's five miles ten miles a marathon Mm -hmm. distance yeah and mark stickley he yeah is an expert we we're about to learn a lot about him he has a lot of advice Mm -hmm. a lot of cool insights about the world of running and you know i didn't realize there is a whole running uh, almost circuit (laughs) that Mm -hmm. that goes on around the country but even here in winchester Mm -hmm. there and there's we're we're gonna learn some stuff here about running and how to take care of your feet yeah well let's hear what he has to say he's amazing here you go Well, hey there, Mark Stickley. You are from Runner's Retreat. It's exciting to have you here in the episode of Iconic Talk today. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. You know, and I feel like that I've known you from many different circles, but now here we are getting a chance to chat about probably what you're most passionate about. Your job, Runner's Retreat, and running. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, it's been pretty much my life for my, my entire life. That is yeah. your life. Well, first of all, I just want to ask, how long have you been in Winchester? Uh, I've been in Winchester for 22 years, Winchester proper. I was uh-huh. working in Winchester um, as an engineer for about six years prior to moving here, five or six years. So Okay. So the job brought you to move closer or? Basically. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was living in Strasburg and driving mm-hmm. up. But then once I got married, then I moved to Winchester because my wife was teaching at Hanley. So it. it worked out well. There you go. So it's a Hanley match then. Where did you grow up? 
I grew up in Strasburg. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So that's not far away. Mm-mm. It's a no. good And good your wife's from here originally? No, she's from Chicago. Oh. <laughs> that's a whole other story. Okay. All right. <laughs> we get the full spectrum of introducing to the Stickley family here. Nice. Absolutely. Well, what we really are interested about is Runner's Retreat. Give us the history of that store and how that came into existence. Well, I, I guess it's probably um, a little more long-winded than just saying I opened in 2002. Um, <laughs> I did open in 2002, so I'm in 19 years already. I'm working on 20 next year. But when I um, graduated from college, of course, I, uh, I ran at Virginia Tech and competed um, internationally. And I wanted to just pursue my running career, um, so I moved to Colorado and trained. So, um, trained for the Olympic trials and World Cross Country Championships and run, ran a number of professional road races. So that, uh, I just kind of put my engineering degree on hold and was out there, um, kind of struggled with injuries and stuff, but mm. uh, it was hard to make a living as a professional runner when there's mm-hmm. really no such thing as a professional runner. I was about to say, <laughs> how do you make a living? Oh, well, you, you make money, um, you know, the top, the top tier runners, you know, get paid pretty good amount and it's certainly a lot better now than when i was when i was there uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the money back in the day when frank shorter was running in the 70s was under the table and then it started becoming openly professional and uh, they allowed that with certain parameters so they have races i mean just for sake of argument when i ran the olympic trials in 1984 uh-huh. and nobody even considered the possibility of there being prize money in that race four years later there was prize money it went 20 or 25 deep and it was good money i mean the wow. winning the winner got i think a couple hundred thousand or something wow. like that so, in like an olympic qualifier yeah an you olympic can qualifier. get paid mm-hmm. yeah but yeah. then so that that came about that change took wow. place in four years mm-hmm. you know in those four years so i ran in 84 88 olympic trials wow. so i was out there competing or training to compete and struggled with injuries a lot so never really quite met my um potential that i i felt like i uh, mm-hmm. didn't wasn't making enough money I, I guess i'd say i was a second tier national class runner not making enough money uh, you kind of had to live and die by races you know mm-hmm. you you weren't guaranteed a paycheck i wasn't mm-hmm. on a contract with uh, say the redskins or somebody like that mm-hmm. um but uh i had to earn what i got and sometimes that meant running races that i probably shouldn't have run that interfere with the bigger picture down the road and you know you get hurt or not recover in time so you you know maybe not get the bigger payoff mm-hmm. what was your uh, you know, distance specialty, my, or what did you focus my on? My specialty ended up being kind of like no man's land. My best events were 15 kilometers and half marathons. Okay. And so, you know, one time I had, uh, um, I guess, the sixth fastest um, half marathon ever run by an American. So wow. that was pretty cool. And yeah. I had four of the top 50 times ever run by an American for half marathon. Wow. Unfortunately, there's no half marathon in the Olympics or anywhere else <laughs> for that matter. But <laughs> I, I did win a national title in the half marathon. Um, 88, 87, I don't know, it's kind of a blur. Um, <laughs> but uh, so that was kind of unfortunately my best distance. I couldn't yeah. translate that to a good marathon, I wasn't fast enough to do a good 10,000. So, mm-hmm. although I do still have the school record of Virginia Tech for 10,000, um, cool, it's lasted, that's for, awesome. yeah, it's that's... lasted for 30 some odd years, so nice. almost, full, full, almost 40 that's years. Really so, impressive. all right, what is that kind of a times? I mean, not that you have it memorized, but what's a, what's a good time and what's that? Do you even know what the record time is? Oh, yeah, of course I do. It's blazed in my mind. (laughs) My my time is 28.45.97, if you want to get technical. The reason I know that, Uh the Olympic trials qualifying standard was 28.46.00, so I qualified by three hundredths of a second, which was was pretty fascinating. So, um, But that, I thought I'd be able to run much faster. Never happened, injuries and and whatnot. But Mm -hmm. uh, So that translates to about 4.40 pace, 4.42, I believe. Holy goodness. 
nice. mile. So that is flying. I can't but imagine. Yeah. I've never done that in my life for but like my, maybe a couple hundred meters. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, but my fifteen no. k is actually. I don't even want to tell you my fastest mile. <laughs> My 15k best time translates to 439 miles. So wow. for for 9.3 miles. Uh-huh. So, wow. Oh my god. So that's that. I mean, so your story is a history of then leading to your passion. Yeah. And well, yeah. And so um, because I wasn't making a whole lot of money as a professional runner, like I said, as a professional, you know, where there were no really professionals. Um, I was uh, working in Colorado. I got a job at a running store, which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of like you know the Al Bundy's of you know, yeah. shoe stores. But it, it turned out that there was a whole lot more to running stores. And the lady I had, the owner of the store, she was a fantastic business person and, and showed me the ropes. But mm-hmm. I found out that, you know, running store was much more um, complicated than I anticipated. I, I just thought you'd just hand out shoes to people. But, mm-hmm. you know, actually watching people run, analyzing their gait, looking at their foot structure, looking at, you know, their their fit and making sure that you're getting a good match with the various shoes that we carried. Right. And I was pretty fascinated mm-hmm. by all that. And so I did that while I was uh, in Colorado. I, um, you know, had to had to make a living because I wasn't making it <laughs> as a runner um, per se um, or just barely enough to get by. And it was fascinating to me, but um, finally it got to the point when, when the owner sold the store, the transition was not real smooth. I think uh, the owners wanted to come in and, and you know, make the store theirs, but unfortunately I was in Boulder and people looked at the store as my store. You know, oh. I was like, oh, I want to talk to Mark. Well, Mark's the manager, but I'm the owner. You know, mm-hmm. So that didn't go over very well and I could sense the friction and so <laughs> I thought it's time to leave. And at that time I said, well, you know, I might as well get a, a job in my major which is engineering mm-hmm. and there were no jobs to be had in boulder denver area at that time um a few years later it turned out it was booming but uh, at that time i thought well i'm just gonna come back home so i moved back home and got into engineering for about 12 years and i said at that time i'm never going to do retail again unless it's my store you know yeah. but i had no intentions of opening yeah. a store none whatsoever and um uh then um cut into the chase about um or late 1990s, 99, 8, 2000, the Hanley had a uh, really outstanding runner, to this day the best runner, Dave. Uh, one of the best, I've got to be careful because there's been a lot of good runners that went through Hanley. Um, one of the best runners ever to go through there. And so I was actually training with him hmm. and ultimately helped coach him, you know, on the on the side in the, in the off-season and such. And, and um, he kept saying, you need to open a running store. You need to open a running Aww. store. And uh, I thought, well, you know, I kind of could. But, yeah, I still had this other job. Well, things were a little bit on uneven, um, kind of unstable ground at where I was working. And I thought, you know, maybe it is time to, to jump out, jump ship. And so I did. And wow. I did a lot of background work. You know, I was an engineering major. I took no business classes and kind of learned a lot from School of Hard Knocks <laughs> and, uh, and from my boss at the running store in yeah. Boulder. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just decided, well, I'm going to give it a go. You know, I was fortunate in the sense that, you know, my wife was teaching at Hanley. So I felt like we had a um, the safety net to some extent, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. she's got a contract, you know, I mean, so at least get through a year. Um, but, you know, it was a lot of sleepless nights there for a while. Were you coaching um, at the school no, at that point? No, not at that time. In fact, they came to me and asked me to coach because the coach there was stepping down. Mm. And I said, look, I just cannot do that. And, you know, I don't know how things are going to go with the store. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to. I'm just going to 
do the store for a year and then uh, a year later the coaching position was still there and they asked me again I was like well you know I think I can make it work and so mm -hmm. I've been coaching at Hanley ever since I, oh, wow. I certainly have more free time no, I don't want to say free time <laughs> I have more time that's my own I'm busier sure. now than flexible ever time. but yeah. I can I can be a little more flexible absolutely mm -hmm. and yeah. so I've been able to coach and, and but as much as I would like to coach year-round I, I just don't think I could keep the store going year-round and and coach year-round so how often do you coach what what seasons was just cross country mm -hmm. but cross country is technically the longest season i mean you look on the calendar of the virginia high school league and every season is three months roughly you know well cross country is actually five months because we all start running in june and mm. so it's all unofficial and so nobody has to show up but it's pretty much a five-month season june through november and mm -hmm. uh so but i i as much as i'd like to keep coaching it would be very hard i find right now it's just like i got so many loose ends that i can't keep up with at the store and mm -hmm. um but uh it's been working and so you mentioned that you learned through hard knocks of business almost of kind of starting how has the store evolved over the years from where you started to where you are today well, does it look um, the same or does it look different? It looks totally different. Um, you know, just the, the layout. I started with a very small store. In fact, I was down where the espresso bar currently is. Okay. Oh. Um, that was kind of in a state of disarray. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be on the mall. That was my first goal. I thought I want to be on the Old Town Mall because the whole concept of running specialty is that we let people try shoes on outside. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't want somebody to get hit by a car because they're running mm -hmm. down the street. Mm -hmm. So the mall was to me a perfect spot. Yeah. Um, there was an empty space at the time. There were a, kind of a lot of empty spaces uh, on the mall. And, uh, so I found someone that had this place. It had been burned, had a major fire in there in the nineties and Goodness. it was in bad shape, uh -huh. but I just rented the front half for a year. I thought he worked with me and I thought that's, okay kind of get my feet wet and mm -hmm. didn't have a very i don't like 600 square feet but then after a year i decided to expand and take the whole spot and that seemed to work out mm. just fine mm -hmm. and uh then the building was sold and they were going to renovate that and so long story short i thought well i don't know i don't want to move out and then move back found another spot actually someone approached me to my current location mm -hmm. and you know i've been there for 12 or 13 years now mm. i guess and and it's such a much better location and mm -hmm. you know the coffee shop is a, is a great spot mm -hmm. they had to do a lot of work to it to get it done but if you go in there and look at it it's very high ceilings mm -hmm. and dimly lit and and that's the way that's perfect for a coffee shop yeah, yeah. it's not perfect for a running store sure. so i moved to the new location which is very bright mm -hmm. and i've actually spent a lot of money on getting the lighting better and um adding floodlights and whatnot and but it's it just you you need a lot of light in a running store but not in a coffee shop mm -hmm. so yeah. with those high ceilings in the old place it just never would have been really suitable for me mm -hmm. without a lot of money in the lighting this place is fantastic so yeah. now i heard stories maybe you can elaborate that you had a renovation of your store i did how I did, did that what did that look like well let me first say that my store was a classic old school 70s style you know okay. everybody had a lot of slat wall and uh you know shoes parked on the floor and whatnot and you know you could see lots of cords from the computers and <laughs> you know mine was probably more old school than you know some but uh I thought for a number of years that, you know, I needed to up 
up my game and make mm-hmm. it a lot nicer of a mm-hmm. store and and frankly and i got some paint and i started painting and i kind of like looked at him like i don't know where to go from this i <laughs> no idea you know i mean I, i'm a runner i'm not an yeah, interior designer I'm, right i know shoes i know running i could talk to you about injuries and races all day long but as far as you know designing a, or merchandising a store that's not my forte so um i, I really was kind of stuck on just the general layout and everything and so i've been going to a running convention or running store convention called the running event simply enough and uh, one year they had a contest that you know if anybody you know you enter this contest and and say hey you know i want a store i want to win a free store renovation <laughs> so you know the idea was to do a youtube video and present your store and say show why you needed it so i did enter the contest and i did not win but um so i but i went by and talked to the people they ironically were in basin boulder colorado we were on vacation in colorado that year so i went by and talked to them and said hey you know how much would it cost to get my store renovated blah 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 blah. and so you know it's a lot of money (laughs) it's like uh, i can't afford that maybe i could do a little piecemeal Mm -hmm. which isn't a real good idea either but uh, they had the contest again and this mm-hmm. time I upped my game and the um, video was, I think, much better, um, better submission. and A bigger they, sob story, a right? A bigger sob story, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. we were a little more professional with our sob story this time <laughs> and, and, you know, really pointed out all the bad spots in the store. And um, and so we ended up winning. And, nice. and I have to believe that part of it is because it kind of came down to, to some of the two a couple stores were in the mix. And since I'd already met the people yeah. they knew me, I think that uh-huh. helped me. I kept put me in the running. So they literally came up with the design and completely overhauled everything and it looks <laughs> so much nicer and brighter what, what year was that 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 uh, was done 2016 okay had it done yeah uh-huh. so nice. we actually we closed the store for like three days and uh, they came in and they did it all um <laughs> you know and and it's just it's amazing you know i mean if you could i don't know if i have many pictures of the old place but if you could go find that video of what it looked like before yeah. and then they did a professional video of the transformation oh, cool and it's it was phenomenal. I mean, it's just amazing how much nicer it looks. That, and that they were able to actually do it in only a few Three days. days. Wow. Yeah, they had it well it's, planned like a, out. It's like an HGTV yeah, show. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like a great experience, great it story. Was so nice. Did I mean, you see sales boost because well, of the store? I did. And what, what happened was, I mean, one of the, um, uh, they had a number of companies that were contributing to the overall uh, price tag. And one of them was a mannequin company. And so having all the mannequins that I have, they came from that makeup. Mm, and okay. so being able to merchandise things, put stuff on in a person window. in the window mm-hmm. or on the floor, yep. you know, <clears throat> excuse me, that helped the apparel sales tremendously. Because yeah. apparel sales are always kind of lagging in run specialty stores. Mm-hmm. You know, people think of that, it's kind of like, eh, I don't need anything, I can get something cheaper somewhere else. Sure. Like, okay, this, you know, the apparel is really nice mm-hmm. um, and really makes your running experience a lot better. Mm-hmm. And, and um, but it's it's a tougher sale. And, yeah. and so by having it displayed better has been a huge help. So, so give us a taste of what you offer yeah, and what, what you sell kind of in the store. And, yeah. Well, obviously shoes, and mm-hmm. that's been my uh, focus. Any running specialty store that focuses always on shoes. So mm-hmm. uh, I've always had, you know, right from the get go, uh, some of the top brands, you know, Asics, New Balance, Brooks, Saucony, um, Mizuno. Um, drawing a blank here, but th- those are the primary mm-hmm. brands. Well, um, in the last decade or so, a few niche brands started coming about. Um, for various reasons, one, um, uh, the the barefoot movement kind of triggered some some stuff, and um, a number of companies have come. A lot of them have gone, but I, I picked up a company called Ultra, which mm-hmm. uh, A L T 
TRA, they are um, known primarily for zero drop shoes. You know, all uh, all shoes are completely flat, if you will, but still cushioned. Mm -hmm. And so I picked them up about six or seven years ago, and then I picked up another brand called Hoka about just about you know not long after I got Ultra, mm -hmm. and Hoka has just been. Oh, it's just been growing leaps and bounds this past, really the past three or four years. But the last year has been incredible. Mm -hmm. In fact, it would actually be even higher than it is, but they're, they have been bombarded nationwide. They're the fastest growing running store shoe company, and they can't keep up with the demand. So if you come in today asking for a specific Hoka shoe, I probably don't have it because I can't get it. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's just kind of been the nature of the beast all this year. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been fun to add some of the niche brands that are yeah. growing and taking a little piece of the pie from Brooks and Asics and the, and the big, uh, big names. But... Um, but a lot of fun. I mean, it's just great shoes, and they have a reason for being, and, and it's working, and people mm -hmm. like it. And so, um, so that's, you know, primarily shoes is our focus. And we can get in there, and we'll actually look at you, watch you run, as I said before, help you get the shoe that is going to help you, you know, mm -hmm. to hopefully prevent shin splints or, hey, you know, if you have plantar fasciitis, you know, what do I do? And we so see that sort of being thing very customized in yeah i mean it's, your, it's your service of, yeah. yeah most of the time it's, it's very simple i mean people go in and they say well the, you know i went to you know the department store and they said this is a running shoe yes but it's not a good running shoe <laughs> um and it's not good for you <laughs> um you know and so people get hurt and, and you know and i it happens in high school sports all the time people say you know the kids go out for track or cross country and they say their parents, well, I don't want to spend a lot of money on a running shoe unless you like it. Well, I can tell you, if you don't spend a little bit of money on a decent shoe and you get shin splints, you're going to hate it. You're gonna, <laughs> and you're not going to come back. And yeah. so, you know, it's you, you wouldn't send them out in the football field without equipment. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. don't send them out there running without decent shoes. Sure. And, um, so and it's and really it's a small price to pay as mm -hmm. opposed to you know an injury or stress fracture of some sort it's it can be plus there's not a ton prevent. of other equipment either you know there's really I mean, not yeah i mean yes you can get nice shoes mm -hmm. uh, i mean nice shorts nice socks. and socks and apparel mm -hmm. and even that doesn't cost a whole lot compared to say you know hockey or mm -hmm. <laughs> something like that but um uh really Primarily, you need the shoes. Yep. How, did, how has COVID affected business for you? It's been interesting. Believe it or not, last year, I stayed open through the entire thing. Mm -hmm. I never closed. Uh, I did have to cut some of my hours and cut some staff hours, which I really hated to do. But uh, we, we made made it through. Mm -hmm. We started putting more of an emphasis on delivery and curbside, nice. um, which, which was helpful. Mm -hmm. um, the unfortunate part was being down on the mall. If you walked down there last year, place looked like a ghost town mm -hmm. everybody was mm -hmm. close every restaurant was close well we were open you mm -hmm. know but there was nobody down there to see that we were open sure. and so once things started to come back to life in the summertime people come in hey when did you reopen i, like, I never closed <laughs> you know but i couldn't get word out we did mm -hmm. everything on social media and our website we're here we're here um, mm -hmm. we did up our e-commerce game um mm -hmm. and so that went through and we were already doing e-commerce it's still a very small part of our business but mm -hmm. that got more focus and we streamlined that which was really helpful but so we were fighting through it all and at the end of the day i mean last year my sales are only down five percent which good. was shocking yeah. because in march and april it was like 40 plus percent yeah. you know and then we bounced back i wonder back if nicely. like with covid gyms being closed you know did people say hey well i can start running you know maybe well that sort of buffered that I, a little bit i think that's exactly what happened mm -hmm. people couldn't go to a gym so they would run mm -hmm. and but actually it was kind of interesting that one day i was out there we had a customer and um i was watching him run out in the mall because you know again that's what we do we watch you run don't mm -hmm. just turn you loose 
um and some guy runs by in a pair of chuck taylors you know i'm like i just wanted to grab you no <laughs> you're gonna be hurt tomorrow yeah. <laughs> you will never go back um so um it's kind of funny i did a radio ad based on that experience mm-hmm. it's like hey we saw you out there in your chuck taylors oh. <laughs> we just want you to know <laughs> that it. it's gonna be better if you get good shoes get you'll be shocked right shoe. <laughs> you know we want to make sure you're out there again tomorrow not just right. today but um you know, people did, you know, this has been a great year so far. I'm sorry I don't have my numbers in front of me, but it's been a very good year because people can run. That's cool. And they can, uh, you know, you can always run and you don't have to worry about, you know, the gym open or close or mm-hmm. what policies do they have in place. So it's just a matter of making sure people know we're open and, and ready yep. for business. And you're in a great spot, great location. I think so, downtown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. You know, I, more than just shoes, I, I've seen you running around town with your dog. And there, I think there's a product that you have that is like a dog leash that goes around your waist. Yes. Oh, Walk nice. me through that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I got a border collie a number of years ago. I've never really <laughs> been much of a dog person, but somebody gave us a border collie and a, just the nicest dog. Mm-hmm. And I was running with it carrying the leash. And, and I actually went to the running event and because I kept thinking, that, you know, it seems like you could just have it tied around your waist. But I didn't know, is that going to you know, be a problem if the dog pulls or going to throw me over? Mm-hmm. Well, there were a couple companies that had this product, that, exactly what I had envisioned. And so I bought both just to kind of have a little competition and see which one worked out best. And, and they're great. It's a hands-free leash. So you, you basically have a waist belt and a leash that attaches to the dog. And you run and you don't have to hold the dog. And, and um, most of them have a bungee cord yeah. on there so that it gives the dog a little play when they see a squirrel or lunge at or something. Um, <laughs> yank you along. Don't yank me quite as hard as a little bit of a shock absorber there. Yeah. Um, great product. And I'm shocked at how many we sell. Yeah. You know, huh. it's really nice. Yeah. Um, great way to wait to, to run with the dog and having run with the dog i love running with the dog and uh-huh. unfortunately my dog died back right around christmas this year uh-huh. but i hadn't been able to run with him for about a year and a half because mm-hmm. he just got he was almost almost 14 when he yeah. died so he kind of wasn't able to run much that last mm-hmm. couple of years yeah. there so but yeah so that's one of the neat little niche things yeah. that that we have that you don't know you need right <laughs> exactly exactly so, yeah, come to the store and check it out yeah exactly what's one of the funniest stories about the store of a, of a customer that's come in that has stood out to you over the years oh gosh caught me off guard on that one. Oh <laughs> man i'm sure i could come up with a lot as soon as i um start thinking about it a little bit more mm-hmm. um i love the chuck taylors yeah that uh, was the chuck taylors one. yeah that was in, uh, uh, hopefully they came in and and actually came back for some for some <laughs> real shoes at some point but i, I wanted to yell at them hey come back <laughs> uh, so you know um I, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just drawing a blank. Uh, I, I just you know, off the top of my head. Yeah. You know, I, I, I hear a story about Chuck Taylors. Or I hear a story about dogs. And you're like, you never know what you're going to get when you walk into Runner's Retreat. Yeah. There's people running around and trying on shoes. And you've got a cool store that's renovated. Do it's all amazing. the employees do the analysis of the running? I mean, or is yes. it just you? Everyone's yeah. Done. Yeah, I can't do it all myself. <laughs> right. That's um, what I figured. I am short one employee you know, right now. I could use another body in there. But um, that's another story. But... Uh, yeah, I train everybody to, to do it. I nice. mean, obviously, I have the most experience, sure. and, and I've seen a lot of feet and a lot of gates and kind of a lot of, you know, other you know, overall running, running knowledge. Yeah. So. And I find that to be just neat that there's that level of service that oh. a store like yourself gives. And you're not going to get online. You're not going to get online. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get at a well, big box store exactly. of somebody who doesn't know the running. Yeah, mm-hmm. people come in, and I think sometimes they're intimidated. Um 
you know, they'll look at our walls like, well, I need a new pair of shoes, running shoes, but I don't know what to get. Like, but that's what we're here for. You know, that's exactly yeah. why we're here. And, yeah. and we try to dummy proof our wall, you know, for the employees and for customers. And we tag the shoes according to what category they're in. And that helps. And we could say, hey, you're in this category. These are the shoes we're looking at today. Um, this is not a good shoe. These shoes are not good for you, and here's why. Mm-hmm. So um, that does help. I mean, we're right there to guide them through, and we'll pull the shoes out and, and, and let them find it. So, but one thing I, I should mention is that when I when it came to naming the store, mm-hmm. and my wife actually came up with a name, and I thought it was a great name because I always thought, you know, I want runners in the title so that uh-huh. people know, yeah, yeah, we're a sporting goods store, but you know, we don't do hunting equipment or we don't do bowling or soccer or anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. So um, I wanted runners in the name. Unfortunately, the, the corollary there is some people think, well, it's only for serious runners. Yes. Like, oh, I, yeah. Yeah. So I can see where you know people, hmm. that's a bit of a misnomer. Mm-hmm. But I'll be honest, most of our customers um, run an average of maybe 10 miles a week. I mean, that is our typical customer, 10 okay. miles a week. I, you know, and, most, but, and then we have a huge number of customers that are just walkers or people that are just on their feet. So yeah, we get that's a good to lot know. of referrals from doctors and podi- um, podiatrists and, and phys- um, um, physical therapists that are recommending us to get a more supportive mm-hmm. shoe. I mean, mm-hmm. you take people that are standing at working at a, you know, warehouse all day and they're standing on concrete mm-hmm. and if you have shoes that are not supportive it it affects your posture your everything your not just your feet but your back and your hips mm-hmm. and you start having all those other issues because you're not supporting your feet properly yeah. and that's great to have that training for youth at like a high school level or even younger so you're their coach as well at least at Hanley and well, you'll be able yeah. to to assist them to to know, okay, it's also about like what I'm wearing and my shoes and how I run and to educate them not just on the distance running of it all, but the the practical health component yeah, the, of it as well. And, and the importance of having a decent pair of shoes mm-hmm. and such. So, yeah, yeah, so while we got the name runners in there, we also, you know, we do cater to walkers Us joggers can Us come joggers. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because believe me, the, the top tier runners, I mean, and I know this from when I was running, I was sponsored. I didn't have to buy shoes. So, mm. you know, at the time, Nike or then later Asics was sending me all the shoes I could ever imagine or need. So, you know, top tier runners don't come to running stores. Yep. It's the it's, it's the people that run shows. races or, or don't run races, mm-hmm. you know, they just want to go out and run a couple times a week mm-hmm. or or whatever. And but and they need probably the most help because they're also the ones that don't necessarily have a very efficient gait, have never right. really had proper training on how to run mm-hmm. you know why their biomechanics are wrong and you know so do you so this is a purely me problem but i'm thinking i would not want to then go run on the walking mall and have other people being like that form is awful like <laughs> Staring you have at a you. treadmill that we can run on the inside well that's another interesting story i started with a treadmill and but i felt like wow i watch people on a treadmill if you've never run on one People were very awkward on there. I just kept waiting for someone to go shooting out the back of it. No, Uh yeah, exactly. It wasn't accurate. I wasn't getting a true picture of how you were running. Sure. And two, I really felt like it was a liability that Mm. people were going to go shoot off the back of it. Yeah, that's a good point. So I thought, we're going to go out in your natural habitat and out in the street. And yes, I know some people are intimidated by being out there and having all the bunch, especially on a Saturday afternoon when there's places (laughs) packed. Come go at like 9 a.m. during the week. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we don't open until 10. Okay. All right, 10. (laughs) But, um, 
you know, that's unfortunately that I guess that is a little bit of a drawback, but most people get past. Get over that. it. Well, you're a wealth it's of knowledge. It. It's oh, impressive. I yeah, love this it. This is a lot of great and information. It's, it's neat to see that. Okay, you've been down that path yourself of running. You got experience in Colorado. You open your own store. Now you're coaching. It kind of comes full circle. So that's perfect. Living, now living your passion. We yeah. living your passion. Yeah, I truly am. Yep. that's cool. Yeah. We like to ask our. Our, our guests, five iconic questions here at the very end. So off the top of your head, very simple, hopefully. But question number one is, what's one of your favorite restaurants in town? Ooh, uh, wow. I, I mean, I'd have to pick something on the mall, but um, oh my, I, I'm not sure which one I'd say. Um, oh, boy. Who are you closest to? Well, right now, I, I probably, I'd have to say probably Union Jacks. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, you know what? Then there's uh, Roma's right Roma's right there, too. Oh, boy, that's a combination. I'm going to say a a tie between those two. Uh There you go. (laughs) What is um, something you love about your neighborhood? My personal neighborhood where I live? Yeah, where you live. Where I live. Oh, gosh. Believe it or not, our little um, street still has block parties every year. Nice. I mean, who does that anymore? Mm -hmm. Who does that? Nobody does that, but we do. Hardly anyone, that's cool. (laughs) We didn't have one last year because of COVID, but Mm -hmm. we've had one every year. We've been on the street for 20 some years and we've had one every year except one. Tell us when that happens. We'll come crash the block party. That'd be fun. (laughs) Okay, I'll I'll let you know right after we're over. (laughs) (laughs) So why is Winchester a great place to live? Um, Well, it's it's a quaint town. It's small, it's a a decent size. And so, I like that you don't have the the big city feel, but yet mm-hmm. you still have it's big enough that you kind of have everything you need, all the, the the stores that you need to go to, and everything's relatively close by. Yep. So. Yep. Where do you meet or spend time with uh, new friends in Winchester? Uh, runners retreat. Runners retreat. <laughs> I was like, I, I already know the answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last question. Question number five. What's one of Winchester's hidden gems? Ooh, gosh. Wow, I wish you would have prepared me for all I, this. You know, we got to hit you right off the top of your head. Well, <laughs> I, I think, you know, uh, the uh, Ale Station, which right up above, um, uh, right up above the Roma restaurant there, it's kind of like, you feel like you're going into a speakeasy. And that I is understand cool. there's going to be more, but it's yeah. really nice. You can get a nice, really nice, well, you can get a regular meal from Roma's, but you can also, uh, they have their, their brewery right there. The taps are right there. It's, okay. Love it. That's yeah. pretty cool. Plus, the, you know, you look out of the window and you're looking down on the statue and the courthouse and everything mm-hmm. and the mall, and it's it's pretty cool. See yeah. all the runners going by. That there they cool. are. Yeah, yeah. So Very that's cool. that would be my awesome. Nice. Well, thanks for being here. Just point us. How can people get in touch with you? Where's the store again? Do you have a website? What's the best way of tracking you guys down at Runners Okay. Retreat? Yes. Uh, well, the store's on the mall, the walking mall. We're basically right across from the downtown post office. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty easy to find. Um, you know we park on in a parking garage come in the back way you can park on the street um so that's obviously the most popular way people find us but we do have a website runnersretreat.com mm-hmm. and so you could purchase things online uh, through the store and um or you can come in and have store pickup or we can ship it or, or whatever we're having the post office across the street from us is very convenient yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we do a lot of shipping that way um so yeah that's that's the main thing you can obviously call call the store but we're open seven days a week and um and we're open late and it's another thing that when i first opened i felt like we got to be here past five o'clock yeah because that's when people get off work mm-hmm. so we're open till seven every night uh, during nice. during the week six uh-huh. on saturdays and then we're here on sunday afternoons as well so 
That is great. great. And I, I love the personal touch. You know, Thank so you. don't go online. I mean, you yeah. can check them out, learn on, learn about the stuff online, yeah, but getting, go to the store. Getting something online, yep. my, my feeling on that is if you've been in to see us before or you've gotten fitted somewhere else before, you know, certainly by all means, you know, buy your shoe. You can order it through us online. But if you don't have a clue, please come in because yep. you're just going to probably get what the most popular shoe is mm-hmm. just because Hoka's are great shoes. You know, is that going to be one that's going to fit your foot right? And maybe you don't like it. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you don't like that feel being, you know, three inches taller. I'm exaggerating slightly. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it may not be the shoe to go. So just because it's all the rage, it's mm-hmm. better to come in and try it on. And once you've got a shoe nailed down, then, you know, you can order online. Of course, the problem is they still change. they change every year. Yeah. And then you're still kind of taking yep. a chance. Because, yeah. you know, usually it's if you have one shoe and they upgrade it the following year, usually you're okay. But not always. Yeah. So. Well, you're amazing. We yeah. have a celebrity of Win- Virginia Tech <laughs> record yeah. holder. This is a first. Restaurant, and uh, not restaurant, but business owner, yeah. store owner, and coach of Hanley Cross Country. Thanks for being here, Mark. Yeah. You're well, amazing. You. Well, thank you for That's having great. me. great. You got it. <laughs> Well, that was fascinating. And once again, educational. Mm-hmm, definitely. You get I, to learn a lot about his I like, history. Yeah, and, I love it. Mm-hmm, just, yeah. I I, though, I didn't know. I mean, I've been a customer of that store over the years. Sure. Not as much. Like, it, I don't think I've been in there since it was renovated because I've been off running. Yes. <laughs> but um, I had no idea, honestly, about his background. <laughs> his background. And that's what you see when you go into a store. Uh-huh. There's pictures of him. Yeah. And his medals and his awards. Oh, cool. And there's a picture of him with his Virginia Tech uniform on. There's uh-huh. other pictures of him looking like when he's running up a mountainside. I mean, it's, it's impressive. Yeah, well, he said, yeah, he was training in Colorado. Yeah. I mean, like, only really serious like athletes Olympic go to level Colorado to train. Right, training. yeah. I had no idea. So, yeah, we have... That's an a, interesting life. A superstar uh-huh. in our midst here in Winchester yeah. who is providing his services for mm-hmm. the people. And I didn't, you know, I didn't really understand the ins and outs of all the different kinds of shoes yeah now, I, mean, I, I still don't but i'm glad i can lean on somebody to, to say okay here's the kind of shoe that you need for the way that you run yeah yeah i mean definitely that's an amazing service i've def i've gotten sort of sucked into that like you know the minimalist side um so it's nice to hear him say yeah. like hey there's something for everyone you know, it's not a one size fits all yep. answer in regard to like what shoes are the best for your activity. Yep. So it's nice to know he's providing that personalized service. And I've gotten sucked into the world of just ordering online. Oh yeah. You know, that and, and you, you order like four or five shoes or four or five things and be like, oh, I can return it because I got it online. Just yep. send it back. If mm-hmm. it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. And yeah. this is very personalized. Concierge which is, yeah, service. What our podcast shoes. is all about. Yeah. Showing information about the local community. Yeah. Well, we haven't done this in a little while, but we've got the segment of HGTV said what? Yeah. What so, you got? Yeah. So I was in a waiting room um, and there was a show on and it was called No Demo Reno. Have you seen that one? On HGTV? Yeah. No. It was on HGTV. Yeah. So, um, so the gist is basically, I, I want to say simple renovations, but to be honest, a lot of what she changed in these homes was, you know, there was a wow factor, but basically there's no significant Demolition. So, so I get it. Okay. Okay. No so, demo. Yeah. Yes. So um, and I, I, you know, I must have been waiting in this office for a while because I saw parts of two episodes, sure. right? So I saw like the carryover of the ending and of one and the beginning of another. 
but you know seems like and it, this show just started in 2021 i think that the woman who comes in and is like the the eye the designer okay. the, the main person i i'm thinking she's an instagram kind of influencer and somehow they plucked her from mm. social media and now she's you know hosting this show but um so the episode was basically you know hey come into my home we've lived here you know we love our house this space is the right amount of space but it was um builder grade yep. or it's it's all beige and that's not our style so yep. you know it was a lot of that like they really weren't you know again there wasn't a ton of demolition there wasn't um anything significant structurally changing but aesthetically yeah. like the wow factor was like was pretty amazing so here are the pros and cons that i hear already with this mm. story okay basically i i think that in our market today if you're not gonna if you don't have to move it is challenging to go move mm -hmm. right because right. you can easily sell your house but then to go find a house that really fits you is, is challenging mm -hmm. you've got to be you got to be ready to do that yeah but so a lot of people are going to be leaning towards, okay, how can I just, uh, the other Make show, that Design on a Dime was a show years ago, uh -huh. that, how can you do th things inexpensively yeah. without making huge demolition in my house? Right. And it's possible. Uh -huh. So I like the idea, I like the concept, but it's going to take a professional yeah. <laughs> to figure out how to make it look good. Because I've seen many showings of houses that I go around town, mm -hmm. and it looks like that the... Uh, the homeowner the, the homeowners it. have yeah. done things. Yeah. And that's a turnoff to well, many people. I will say the one episode that I saw the beginning of, the person's budget was pretty high. And, okay. I, and in my mind, I was like, wow, that's a lot of money to put into something where there's really not much structurally changing. Mm -hmm. So clearly there were a lot of rooms that they were going after changing. But um, yeah, so I, I see what you're saying. I mean, that's my fair warning out yeah, there to yeah, people yeah. that think, oh, I can do this. I can. Yeah, I've got an eye. I can figure out a paint color, and mm -hmm. I can change a few things here and yeah. move furniture around mm -hmm. or whatever it make to make it look better. Mm -hmm. But e customers are picky. Clients are picky. Oh, Buyers yeah. are picky. When you get in there and you can, you notice a difference of uh, a basement, for example, that was remodeled or finished off by a, a homeowner mm -hmm. versus a contractor. Well, and then a lot of that has to end up being redone or yeah. it's not and then you have to go you know, fix it yeah. and it's yeah. so it's, so that's just the fair warning but i love the idea uh -huh. because i think in today's market if you're not really going to find the right place for you to go buy it's mm -hmm. an option sure it doesn't help me from a professional standpoint of helping people buy and sell houses mm -hmm. but you know what <laughs> go for it hey but i mean some people are happy in their <laughs> homes if they want to make the improvements and stay there yeah you know i wouldn't do that to sell it no that's the challenge do it for yourself yeah exactly if you're like okay, do something for yourself i'm i'm doing this to enjoy my house and live in it and like these improvements then mm -hmm. go for it my general rule of thumb is just price it right yeah don't design something for a potential buyer like you said so. like let that person who's buying it make those decisions good thought yep. well what kind of local events do we have coming up okay so um old town oktoberfest is friday september 24th wait oktoberfest mm -hmm. that's supposed to be in october all right i'm not knocking our city but when you say oktoberfest don't you think that it should be held in october you would think that but yeah. funny enough i was in germany a few years ago uh-huh in September. Okay. And it was Oktoberfest. And that's where, like, so this whole thing? thing is, you know, the birthplace Maybe of Oktoberfest. Right. <laughs> I don't, I don't quite understand it. I don't, that, that doesn't under, that doesn't explain why. But if, okay. if they do it that way in Germany, where 
it's you know Oktoberfest was born I guess that's do as the Germans I, do yeah I don't know okay <laughs> but anyway so this is uh presented by the Old Town Winchester Business Association and the Literacy Volunteers got it so you can get tickets on Eventbrite so it's you know um tastings you know the typical you get yeah. tastings you get your commemorative glass you get to go home with you can get tickets in advance or you can pay i think they're five dollars more if you pay the day of the event so but that's coming right up yeah right? so yeah. friday you got mm-hmm. it all right yeah. well listen and jump right in that yeah so. and then if you're not up for beer tasting okay if you just want to sit at a restaurant yeah. and you don't feel like walking around old town you could go to drag bingo i don't at understand fi- at 50 50 tap house what does that mean so I guess that is people dressed in drag oh, wow. hosting bingo at okay. 5050 Tap House. Okay. This is Friday, the same Friday. You could even, so let that me just plan your whole evening. <laughs> it's <Ooh>. date night. <laughs> wow. Date night in Winchester, Old Town Oktoberfest. You can walk around, I, you can see your friends, and then you can get grab your friends, I gotta go say, get a table, yeah. and do some drag bingo. Wow. Okay. There's so many <laughs> drinking things happening here in town. I know. Is that? I do not have a problem, but clearly what my Facebook is telling me, no. all the events with drinking. So I need to start looking elsewhere. If anyone can, you know, reach out to me, um, yeah. your event, or if you know a, another website, somewhere I should be looking where I would get more <laughs> non-drinking <laughs> events, please feel free, feel free to reach out. But you know what? Give the people what they want. <laughs> Apparently, if, this is pleasing people. This is this is what is successful. So yeah, there you go. Well, it is Friday, so I guess you know, for people that are you know working that Monday to Friday grind, they're out. like looking for that five p.m. What are we doing? I hear you. All right. Well, hey, so. it, there's something every week. Yes, I'm impressed. I'll I'll try to find some we will find alcohol it. things. Okay, no problem. Well, thanks for joining us in this episode of Iconic Talk. We hope that you learned something from today's episode and look forward to sharing more with you next week. And remember, when you're looking for a real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. Yeah, thank you for spending some of your valuable time with us. If you have a moment, we would love it if you would subscribe or leave us a rating and review. And feel free to share the podcast with your friends. Absolutely. Until next time, think iconic.